This is Gemara Kshubis Daf Mem Ches. And once again, we like to d- dedicate today's year as a Schosil and Nisham of Saralea Bas Ashlema Menachom, whose yard was yesterday. Mirz Hashem, the learning of the Tara Chabura should bring Saralea Bas Ashlema Menachom to a higher iron place in Ganidin Shell Maila. We pick it up from the second wide line of Mem Zayin and Bees. Excuse me, Amar Ravam. Says Rava, Hi Tana Savar Mizainais Midaraisa. Says Rava, the Tana of the Bryce they're about to quote holds that Mizainais for the husband to support his wife is a din midaraisa. Explains the Gemara of what where do we know this? Explains the Gemara the Tanya as we learned in a Brysa. Sha'ira, the Taira says Excuse me, this is just not working. Here we go. The Taira says Sha'ira. Says the Pasik Sha'ira, what does that refer to? Elum is That refers to supporting one's wife. Ksusa. And the the Khainu Aimer simply the Pasik says, Vasha Akhla Sha'ir Ami. And that's where the Pasik refers to as Sha'ira. As support for one's wife, as refers to Mizainis. Ksusa. What does Ksusa refer to? As everyone is thinking right now, that what does Ksusa refer to? First to the Ksusa, first to the clothing. Kemashmaya, as it sounds. Ainasa. What is the word Aina? The Pasik referred to. Zu Aina Ha'amura Ba'atayra. That's referring to the Aina, the first, referring to the conjugal relations, the obligation of a husband to be together with his wife. V'cheinu Aimer, as we see in the Pasik, Imta'anas bin Aisai, as the Pasik uses the word of Aina in relation, in reference to relations between husband and wife, and here actually refers to between as Zinos. So um, opinion number one is holding that Mizaynes is a Daraisa, we're learning it out for the word She'ira, continues the Gemara. Revelezah Aimer, She'ira does not refer to Mizaynes, rather She'ira Zu'ayna. What does She'ira refer to? Says Rav Lazar, that refers to us being together with the wife, sleeping together. V'cheinu Aimer, ish 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 a different Basik. And here the Basik holds ish ish, share basara, they have to be together. Lo sikru legale zerba. Ksusa, what does that refer to according to Ravalazar? Kimashmai, clothing. Ainaza ilumizainis. So according to the first opinion, Sha'iraz Mizainis. According to the second opinion, Ainasa's Mizainis, Khainu Aimer, Vyan Khavari Vecha, as the Basik says, Vyan Kham. Excuse me, Vari Vecha. So as the two opinion as opinions as we see clearly. That they are holding that this obligation of supporting is a dindaraisa. And finally, a third opinion of Lazbin Yaakov Aimer, the top line of Imchesam and Aleph, She'ira, She'ira Ksusa. The Pasuk puts together She'er with Ksus to teach us, Lafum She'ira, Tain Ksusa. According to the She'er, according to her bodily state, as we'll see in a moment, you should give her clothing. What does that mean? Should give her the type of clothing that is befitting for her. If she's a young girl, give her young style clothing. If she's an older woman, you give her clothing befitting that and vice versa. And similarly, we equate the ksos, the clothing, to the aina. That while from aina ksusa, that according to the season, aina means season. You give the clothing. You don't give new clothing in the summer, rather new clothing. New clothing is thicker. New clothing is warmer. So new clothing is given in the winter to keep her warm. Whereas chakim, the worn out clothing, that is given in the summer, which you do not need. The actual layer. So three different opinions, but all learning that the obligation of Mizainais is a din deraisa. 
Continuing the Gemara, seven lines down, and Mechazam and Aleph, continuing discussing this Pasek, Tani Rav Yosef, She'era Zukiru Vasek, says the Gemara, what does Rav Yosef hold? That She'era refers to the intimacy of the body, Shleinik Ba'minak Parsim. What does that mean? That one should not be like the Persians. That one should not be together with his wife, fully dressed. They should be together in the most intimate of manners. Which is without clothing. Someone says, I can't be together with my wife. Only I with my clothing and she with her clothing. The Torah emphasizes the fact of the need for intimacy between husband and wife so much so that if a husband or wife claims they cannot be together unless they're wearing clothing, the Allah is they, have, they should get divorced and he has to pay her her ksuba. Continues the Gemara, the two dots of Yudah Aimer, Afilo Ani Shabi Israel. Even in Ani Bi Israel, and this is going on the din of the type of Levaya that is necessary for one's wife. That the Mishnah said, he cannot be no less than two flutes, and a woman that says, Lamentations, woman that says, The husband, Mechlal explains the Gemara, that's what you don't. So Mechlal, what can we can infer? The Tanikama Savar Hanulai? Sounds like Rabbi Yehuda is teaching us you need these two women playing the flutes. Sounds like the Tanikama disagrees. Says the Gemara, Hechi Dami. What is the practicalities of the story? If it's normal, Woman playing, two people playing flutes at the Leviathans, at the le- funerals. My Tanakama. What's the reason of the Tanakama? Damar Lai. That says it's not necessary. And if it's not common to have these two people, my time to have Yuda. What's the reason of Yuda that says you should have them? Again, whichever way you cut the pie, it doesn't make sense. So says the Gemara. That is the differences of where his, uh, we'll call it, it's not, it's not a minog, but what his custom is and her custom. He generally has these type of things. He's accustomed to where he comes from as more elaborate funerals, where she does not. So When do we say that a wife is brought up to her husband and for husbands on a higher stature? The wife is accorded the same level of honor that the husband gets. That's when Hani Mili Mechai says the Tanakama that's only in the life. But once the woman dies, like Tanakama holds she no longer gets that level of covenant. Says Rav Yehuda, even Lachar Misa, she receives the same level of honor. Amar Rav Chista, so continues the Gemara, says Rav Chista, name of Amar Marok Valacha, Ki Rav Yehuda, what is Alacha? The Alacha is indeed like Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda being the opinion of that, that even Lachar Misa, she's entitled to get that which her husband would have at the higher level funeral. Continuing the Gemara, Discussing the husband's obligation towards his wife. And says Rav Chizter about 20 lines down, the first one of the line is Ve'omar. And says Rav Chizter, name of Mishanishtate, a person that goes insane, a husband that loses his mind. Pezdin Yardin Lachasiv is on him of harness in his ishtai. Pezdin goes down to his estate and uses the money of his estate to support his wife. 
And he used the money for his state, for his sons, for his daughters, and for something else, which we'll see what it means in a minute. Says Ravina de Ravashi. Why is it any different than what you learned in a race? And while the husband is out, the wife goes to Bezin and says, I need food. What does the Bezin do? Says the Raisa Bezin, you're the Nechasa Bezin, goes down to the estate. And Bezin gives the woman money. And this Raisa says that if the husband goes overseas and the wife says, I need food, they give him food, but they do not. Nor nor for this other thing. So I asked the Gemara, why, when the husband goes insane, do we yes give the sons and daughters? But why, when the husband's overseas, do we not? Explains the Gemara. Amar le, excuse me. So Ravashi responds to Ravina. Says Ravashi, there's a very simple difference between one who goes overseas and one not. So we assume he commanded and he left everything in order for his extended family. His wife is coming and says she has no food. Okay, so we give her, but the children, we assume he supported them. But Shalot Das, he wasn't, a, you don't plan on losing your mind. So in that case, we have to support everything. So now says the Gemara, my Davarachar, what's his Davarachar that the Mishnah was? That the Bryce was discussing. This means they give the wife adornments, jewelry, perfume, etc. They give her chattery. charity. That it's not befitting to him for his wife to become disgusting, so that Mandamar would agree that yes, you should give her tarsha, yes, you should give her perfume and jewelry, etc. Another Allah concerning when the husband is not around, 12 lines from the bottom. Someone goes overseas and unfortunately his wife dies. Bezdin goes into his estate. He's not there, but his wife needs to be buried. So Bezdin goes into his estate and buries her according to his honor. According to the level of wealth that he has is that which Bezdin uses to bury her, says the Gemara, only according to his honor and not her honor, what if she was an estate, a stately wealthy woman, she doesn't get a nicer burial, explains the Gemara, meaning even if he is wealthier, it's teaching us that a wife goes to get up, to her husband's stature, and she does not go down to stature of Afil Lacharmis, as we saw earlier. And even after that, even after the husband is no longer, she still, excuse me, even as she is no longer, she still is befitting to get the additions of wealth that which her husband had. Amar Ramasna, and we conclude to this part of today's year before the Mishnah, says Ramasna, Aimer in Mesolotik Barua. Let's say someone is on his deathbed and he says, My wife dies, don't bury her from my property. Shaimim lai minachasv, excuse me. Shaimim lai, we listen to him. If he says, I don't want to pay for a burial, we listen to him. Says the Gemara one second, Maishinaki Amar, Dinafli minachasai kami, ask me. Why is there any difference if someone says, what's the reason? Excuse me. Maishinaki Amar. What is it that he said that his estate does not have to be used to bury his wife? 
You know why? Because he wants this date to go to the Yisraelim and not to bury his wife. So says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, don't understand. Even if he said no, with his death, his properties go to the Yisraelim, go to his children. So what's the difference whether he said it or not? Explains the Gemara, whether it's referring to that someone who says, it means who if someone dies, referring to himself, euphemistically, he's saying, if I die, Lord, take Baruch, in the chasav. Don't use my own property to bury me. Then ain't shaymim Why? One cannot say, I don't want my own estate to be used to bury me. I want the public to bury me. And rather, I want my children to have more money. Of course, that's not a appropriate way to act. And rather, says the Gemara, one cannot make such a stipulation, and rather reuse his estate to bury him. Continues the Mishnah on the bottom of Memchesam and Aleph, discussing at what point a girl is within her father's um, obligation, at what point she goes over to the husband's obligation. Says the Mishnah, Forever, a woman who's engaged, she remains in the possession of her father, until she enters into her husband's possession, with when she consummates her marriage. Let's say the father gave over her on the way to the chuppah, the father gives her over to the messengers of the husband. Then She's considered part of the husband's possession. Let's say the father goes together with the messengers. Let's say the father sends messengers together with the husband's messengers. Then she remains in the father's possession. But once the messengers give her over to the husband, and with what relevance this is that she's considered in his possession or the husband's possession, we'll figure out in a moment. But first says the Gemara, my Lord, of the Mishnah is funny. Look, forever she's of the father. What does that mean? Then the Mishnah says she's always until she goes to the husband. So what's the always? Explains the Gemara Lafuke in Mishnah Rishonah. This is coming Lafuke, something which we learned at the very, very beginning of this Mesechta 47 days ago. The Mishnah taught us that first Mishnah, which had dictated the day of the marriage, the Wednesday night. Why? Because when this time comes for her to get married, she's allowed to eat from the husband's estate and she's allowed to eat Shuma. So our Mishnah is teaching us no. <coughs> she's not. She's not allowed to eat from Chuma even after the wedding day comes until she's physically given over to the husband's possession. Continues the Gemara, eight lines down at the two dots. The one she's given over, she's in the husband's possession. Says the Gemara, Ammarath, Misirasa Lakol. The giving over the Kawa, giving over to the husband is for everything. Except for Chuma. Chuma is never allowed to be in until she actually has the chapa. When she's given over to the husband, she's fully considered part of the husband, she eats from his properties, etc. But with regard to Chuma, if let's say she's the Yisrael and the husband's a Kayin, that she does not eat unless she has actual chapa. Ravasi Amar, but says Ravasi, no, Amar, excuse me, after Chuma, even for Chuma, she's considered in the husband's possession, and she's going to get Chuma Vizakain. 
Eisvei. Ask the Gemara and Ravasi, Rabhunu the Ravasi. You Ravasi said she gets Chuma before Chopa. It says you're in the possession of the father until she goes to Chopa. Seemingly honing in on this detail that she does not. Amrlu Rav explains Rav. Lav Amina Lachod, did I not tell you? Don't go after something which is opposite. Use your brain. You could explain. Giving over the woman to the agents of the husband, that itself is being given over to the other to the other party. So giving over to the agent of the husband, that is a form of Chapa, and that is going to be the reason why she will, yes, eat Chuma. That was opinion number one of Ravasi. Shmuel Amar li Yushu Sasa li Yushasa says Shmuel. Although, what does it mean that she's considered part of her husband's Rishus right now with regard to inheritance? Says the Gemara Ksubasa. Ma'i, what do you mean with regard to Ksuba? The Mesa that if she dies, Yaris law that the husband who's the new husband will inherit her. Says the Gemara. I know the Shmuel. So that's the same thing of Shmuel that he said for Yerusha. So what's the difference in Yerusha inheritance in Ksuba? It's referring to the Ksuba is that the next time she'll get married, she's considered an Almana. She's considered that she already was married and then she will only get a 100 Mana Ksuba like an Almana. Continues the Gemara of Yechran Rav Chanina Dami Tevaram Zirasala Akol Giving over of the woman from the husband's to the father's agents to the husband's is considered effective entirely. Af lechuma, even with regard to chuma. Meisvei as the Gemara. Halachavim shulchei abal shalchas shulchei avim shulchei abal shaisel lachatzer v'derech. Or there's a courtyard on the road v'nechlan and she enters in with him to to lodge in this inn. Avo bishik subasa v'meisvei even though the ksuba is from the husband. Mesa Aviyah, the father dies. Yarsha, he inherits her. Melsar Av, the Shulchei Abal, only explains explicitly. Only after you give her over, then the husband is going to inherit her. The Brisa said, what does it help giving over the woman from his agents to the husband's agents? The Brisa said explicitly, it's only for the Yerushasa. For regard to Chuma, the that there's never of Chuma. We just had different opinions that giving over is a form of Chapa. We just said that even for Chuma. But says the Gemara, we see clearly that it has to be a real Chapa in order to eat Chuma. Says the Gemara, that is indeed. A good question that you only get the chuma once. There's a real chuppah. Now, we're going to conclude today's year dissecting this final b'risa for a moment. Ha gufa kasha. Says the Gemara, the b'risa itself is contradictory. We said, we said if he enters with her to, to, if he enters with the husband to lodge, time the lalin. But if not for the fact they went to go to sleep, then if they just went in for no reason, 
then we assume it's a form of Nisuin. Ema Seifa, what are the end of the price of saying? So they have to enter for Nisuin, Astamalalin. So the price can't be read. What does it mean that they enter together into this inn? Sounds like is there a necessity for an errant intent why they're going in for Nisuin or not? Amravashi, Stama, Istami, Katani. Says Ravashi, both are cases of Stam. Both are of cases that they enter in without any specific intention. Stam Chatzar Didalot. The Stam Chatzar went to her courtyard. What's the reason? Is to go to sleep overnight? So Stam Chatzar Diday. But if it is Chatzar, then the Stam intention is Lanasun. So the whole question was that usually you can't have two stams. You can't have two different contradictory reasons why you're doing something. But if it's one's hers, you're not one's hers. Then it makes a lot of sense. Says the Gemara, The father gave it over to the agents of the husband, the Zinsa. And let's say now she is Mizana. So what is her status? Is she considered a full-fledged married woman that was Mizana or not? The Lacha is, she's considered like an Ishas Ish once she's given over to the husband's agents. And therefore, if she's Mizana, she gets strangulation like an Ishas Ish. Menon, immediately, where do we know this? Amravami, Amravacham, Amravacham, is noise based of y'all. The Apostle says, to commit adultery in a father's house, Prat, and from here we exclude, that once it's given over, then she has the status of a married woman, and then she will get chanek, strangulation. Ask the Gemara, Maybe it comes to exclude someone that was entered into actual chuppah, but was not actually bald yet. No, if they actually had a chuppah, that's explicit. When there should be a naira who's married to a man, naira widarshin. So from here we see clearly that it comes to include a woman that's married without having actual relations. And therefore it must be that once she's given over to the agents, that's a form of chuppah. And then if she's unfortunately mezana, she's going to get strangulation like a married woman. And my Nisua, we conclude, and therefore, it must be that when the Pasik says, it excludes that even if she just was given over to the Shluchim of the Baal, the husband's agents, even if she didn't have an actual Chuppah, she has the status of a woman, the status of a married woman with regards to the fact that if she is Mezane, she will unfortunately have to get Chanek, she'll get strangulation like an Ishish, like a married woman. I'll pick it up from the top of Memtesim and Aleph Mirtashem. Tomorrow's share, which the Gemara begins with a new question.